Hello and welcome to Awaken with Erica Jade, the podcast that takes you on a journey of self-discovery and transformation. I'm your host, Erica Jade, a certified holistic health coach, Reiki master, yoga teacher, NASM personal trainer, and former NFL cheerleader. Here we are all about diving deep and getting real while embracing a holistic approach to health, spirituality, and lifestyle. Each episode, I'll be taking you through expert interviews and personal stories that are packed with insights, tips, and practical tools for awakening your mind, body, and soul. My goal is to help you align with your authentic self and create a life filled with joy, purpose, and abundance. So if you're ready to transform your life and unlock your true potential, then let's get started. Prepare to awaken. Thank you for joining me for my very first podcast episode. I have felt the calling to create a podcast for years now, and I'm so excited to finally be taking the plunge and sharing this with all of you. The name of the podcast, Awaken with Erica Jade, came to me one night while I was in the shower because, you know, shower thoughts are the best. I had a massive download of information, and I remember jumping out of the shower and immediately grabbing my journal to write down everything that was coming through for me. At the time, I didn't know that it would be a podcast. I was thinking that I was going to be creating an online program, which is still going to be happening in the future. But over the past six months or so, I felt called more and more to be launching a podcast first. So I ended up writing six full pages of content that night, the name, what the topics were that I wanted to include, who I was creating the content for, everything, even like little slogans for Awaken with Erica Jade. It was like I was brain dumping a whole blueprint for the show and watching it all flow from my pen onto paper, which was just very, very cool. I remember when I was done writing and I was sitting back and taking it all in. In that moment, I felt so inspired to take action and I could actually feel in my soul that this is what I was meant to be doing for this next chapter of my life. So thank you all for being here. I'm so excited to be jumping into this with you. I like to drink tea at night before bed, and I've lately been adding in rhodiola extract to help with lowering my cortisol and also a little bit of local honey to help with allergies because it is that time of year, unfortunately. (laughs) I just got allergy medicine yesterday too because I thought I could do without it, but we we are a little bit scratchy on this end. I get that like scratchiness in my throat and you might hear it a little bit, but hey, you know, gotta love it. Just part of being human, I guess. (laughs) One of my favorite parts about my nightly tea ritual is reading the little messages on the tags. The other night I was sipping on a lavender honey stress relief tea and yes, it is as amazing as it sounds. It was delicious. And the tag read, the world needs your unique gifts. Don't leave with them still inside you. That was the perfect message for me at this moment in my life because I've been feeling called to live bigger and take more action. So without further ado, let's get into today's conversation. During the planning process of this podcast, I wrote out a year's worth of weekly topics, 52 topics that I am super passionate about and eager to share. What's funny about that is that this topic was nowhere on that list. 
I honestly feel like that topic list is just going to become a list that I pull from for inspiration when I need a little bit of a creative boost. And my weekly topics are going to come more from where I'm currently experiencing in life and what's going on with the collective energy of the world, just because that's really where the energy stems from. When I'm talking, I like speaking on something that I feel lit up about. And I don't really feel lit up when I'm pulling something off of a list. I like to be actively living it and then bringing it straight to you all. So that's what we're doing here. Today, I want to talk to you about the comparison trap and how authenticity and gratitude for your own life is truly what makes life worth living. So this topic actually came to me when I was driving last week. I had just had a few of my yoga friends over for a girls' night the weekend prior, and we were playing a card game. One of the cards that was pulled asked the group, if you could wake up as somebody else in the room for one day, who would it be? Or something along those lines. I was shocked when they all said that they wanted to wake up as me. (laughs) I was like, my life might look kind of cool, but it's not all sunshine and rainbows, my friend. So I, when I asked why me, they all said that they wanted to know what it felt like to be TikTok famous or that I had such an interesting life. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I definitely live an interesting life, but I also realized the way that other people view me and how I view my life are not necessarily the same at all. On social media, I might look like someone who has their life together and is living the dream. And let me first acknowledge that, yes, in many ways, I absolutely am living the dream. I run my own business. I fit the traditional beauty standards and prioritize my health and wellness. I travel internationally and post cool pictures from my adventures, and I cheered for the NFL for three years. I drive a Tesla, and I live a happy life with my little family, with my boyfriend, my dog, and our new kitten. And we live in a cool rental townhome. It's beautiful. It's brand new. So yeah, in many ways, I am living the dream. I have a lot to be grateful for, and I know that. However, what I don't share on social media or talk about publicly is how I've spent countless nights crying my eyes out from grief, from the pain of change, and from many ego deaths, or the fact that I've moved almost every year for the past 10 years, and I am tired of not having one place to call my own. I haven't really shared about my chronic knee pain that I might need to go get a second surgery for, and how that's been preventing me from doing all the things that I love, like dancing and hiking. I have not shared too much. I've shared a little bit about it, but not too much about the hormonal roller coaster that I've been on since coming off of hormonal birth control two years ago. I haven't really shared recently my struggles with anxiety. I've shared some in the past, but I have had a lot of struggles with anxiety that only my closest and most trusted friends and family have really seen. There's so much that I keep private because I don't want to air my dirty laundry for the world to see. Nobody really needs to know everything that's going in your life at every single point in time. And I think that that's where social media and this whole new generation of being able to be tapped in and turned on at all points of the day, every single moment, we have the ability to text somebody or call somebody or FaceTime or post on social media or go live on social media. And there's this expectation that comes with it that you need to be available and vulnerable and raw and real for everybody to see, but you don't have to share your whole life just because it's available to you to do so. I do try to be as transparent and real as possible when I do share parts of my life online, but you still only see a fraction of what's really going on in my real life. So no matter how real and raw anyone tries to be on social media, it is still just a highlight reel of the full picture. 
even if someone's only showing their true struggles, it might not seem like a highlight reel, but it's still a curated collection of the parts of their lives that they want you to see. Same with reality TV. It's all about editing the story down to the parts and pieces that they want to show as part of their storyline. It is not real life. It's not. It's not real life. Real life is happening right now, right here for you. It's what you are currently living. That is the only thing that is real life. Nothing that you see online is an accurate reflection of someone else's life. The only person that knows what it's like to be living in someone else's shoes is the person wearing the shoes. You can't look at someone and assume that you know what it feels like to be them. How something looks and how it feels are two entirely separate things. Take when I was cheering for the NFL, for example. I used to share perfectly posed pictures of myself, sometimes photoshopped by professional photographers with my hair bleached blonde, a fake tan, and tons of makeup because that was part of my job at the time. That was the character that I was playing. What you didn't see behind those photos would probably have broken your heart. At the time, I was extremely insecure and I was struggled with disordered eating because I was told that I was the heaviest girl on the team and we had to weigh in every single practice. So weight was an ongoing topic of discussion. I had a six pack and my legs were solid muscle, but if I weighed three pounds over my set weight for the season, then I was benched for a game. So I was afraid to lift too heavy because I didn't want to have any extra water retention or inflammation from lifting. I did hours of cardio with a waist trimmer and a big old hoodie and sweatpants to try to sweat out as much water as I possibly could before practices and sometimes before games. And I would restrict my eating before weigh-ins because I didn't want the food in my stomach to affect the scale. It was so unhealthy and extremely damaging to not only my body, but my mental health. So I look back at that and it just, it makes me sad. And I wish that I could go back to my 22-year-old self and just give her a big hug because she was going through a lot. But don't worry, the pictures looked good. The stuff I was sharing on social media, yeah, looks great. It looked good, but it didn't feel good. I was 22 years old and terrified of living life because I feared numbers on a scale and the shame that came with being too heavy to cheer on the sidelines. That pain really stuck with me. At the time, I was also struggling with having been fired from two jobs within the same year. The first I was fired from because I had just come back from one of our calendar trips in Mexico. We were shooting our calendar photos, and I had closed a deal while I was on the trip. I was still working while I was there, but they brought me in the day that I came back, and they said that today would be my last day because... They didn't think that I could do both. They didn't think that I could cheer and work full-time there, even though as a cheerleader, we were required to have at least a part-time job in order to cheer. We could not just cheer full-time. And quite honestly, we didn't make enough money to cheer full-time. We made minimum wage, which is also blows my mind. But throughout my time with the NFL, I had also gone through a terrible breakup. I had lost one of my friends and was reacquainted by... The all too familiar feeling of grief. I did start my business, which was great, but I had to bartend nights and weekends at a nightclub to pay the bills while I was starting out. So sometimes I wouldn't get home until five or six in the morning. And then I would sleep a few hours, sometimes maybe only one, and I'd do it all again. On top of all that, I was also living states away from my family and I was so homesick at the time. So anytime that somebody would come to me in person and be like, wow, you cheer for the NFL, that's so cool. Like, yeah. 
yeah, it was cool. And that glamorous life that most people saw me living through social media mostly was really not at all what it was made out to be. But I did enjoy it for the most part. There was a lot of great things that came with that. I could talk about my time with the NFL for hours, but I'll save that for a future episode. So there were ups and downs for sure, but that's life. Which brings me back to don't believe everything you see on the internet. (laughs) Don't believe it. Comparison is the thief of joy. When we focus on our when we focus our attention on other people's lives, whether it's through social media, TV shows, or even in real life, and we're focusing more on their lives than our own, we have a harder time seeing and appreciating what's directly in front of us. Gratitude is the key to joy. If you're trying to manifest more into your life, more money, more opportunities, more from your relationships, et cetera, et cetera, more. If you're trying to manifest more, you have to start by appreciating what you already have. If you don't actively show appreciation for what you have in your life already, you're telling the universe that you won't appreciate more if it was given to you. The root of all abundance is gratitude. So practice gratitude. And last week I had a client ask me how to practice gratitude, which then it occurred to me that this is something that's talked about a lot, but not many people tell you how to do it. So I'm going to tell you exactly what I told her. Whenever you have a moment where you experience joy or a sigh of relief or something that just makes your heart smile or really anything that feels like a warm hug for your soul, that's something to be grateful for. There is always something to be grateful for, even if some days you have to look a little bit harder. If you're trying to start a gratitude practice, start by writing down five things that you're grateful for from the day prior or from that day if you're writing this list at night, but start with writing down five things, five things every single day. I promise you can do this. It is so simple. Do not skip this if you are trying to start a gratitude practice. And yes, writing it down is important. You can't just think it. I want you to write it down put pen to paper, please. Some days you might have some really specific examples, while other days you might have more of a general list, like I'm grateful for the roof over my head, the food on my plate, stuff like that. And that's okay. What you're doing by practicing gratitude consistently is you're training your brain to seek out more things to be grateful for. You're actually programming your brain to seek out the good. Your brain filters out whatever information that it deems unnecessary, so it'll only show you what it has been programmed to pay attention to. Our brains have this thing called the reticular activating system, and this is automatically doing that for you at all times throughout the day. You don't even realize it's happening, but it's happening. So what's cool about this system is that you get to guide it in the direction that you want it to go. That's why when you focus on the good, the good gets better. It really does. You have to train your brain to seek out the good and celebrate that shit as much as possible. You have to celebrate the good in your life. If you're not celebrating the good and you're trying to seek more, you're not going to appreciate that more when it comes into existence for you. It might not even come into existence without the gratitude behind it. So you have to celebrate your wins along the way. No matter how small they are, celebrate them. Enjoy your life. You only get one. You only get one life in this body, in this timeline, in this present moment. Celebrate it. Have fun. Now, this doesn't mean that the bad doesn't exist. This is not ignoring the bad. It just means that you're more focused on what's going well than what isn't. And that's the real key to success. 
So stop comparing your life to everyone else's and focus more on how your life feels than how it looks. One of the most important life lessons that I've learned is that the grass is greener where you water it. The grass is greener where you water it. Think of your attention as the water coming out of a garden hose. So your attention is that water pouring out of this garden hose. And wherever you focus your attention, wherever you point your hose, that's where the water goes, okay? If you're standing in your front lawn and you're looking around at all your neighbors' houses, admiring how green their grass is, and you're paying attention to their lawns, you're looking at their lawns, and you're not paying attention to where your water hose is directed, so it's just going wherever you're looking, you're spending more time watering other people's lawns than you are your own. Think about that for a second. You're giving other people's lives more attention than you're giving your own life. Now your lawn is starting to dry up and turn brown and you're stuck scratching your head and wondering what the heck is going on and why you can't seem to get your lawn green like everyone else. Everyone else has their own stuff going on. You just don't see it. What you see is more often than not just a fraction of the full picture. Sometimes the, gra- sometimes the grass that you think is so perfect is only bright and green because it's spray painted green. That shit is spray painted. Okay, that is not real green grass. Sometimes the stuff that you're like, oh my gosh, but it's so shiny and bright and pretty. It's fake. It's fake. It's pretend. It's make-believe. It doesn't exist. But guess what? It exists in your mind because you're paying attention to it as an outsider looking in. You're focused on how it looks, not on how it feels. But I can guarantee you a nice, soft, healthy lawn with real grass is going to feel a hell of a lot better than scratchy turf, okay? When I was a kid, I grew up in a house on a quiet road and we had a big front yard. My parents still live in this house. It, it was the house that I was born and raised in. I remember my dad was so meticulous with the lawn that our neighbors would make comments about how it looked like a golf course. And of course, as a kid, I didn't really pay attention to it like that. But looking back on it, I'm like, wow, yeah, he put a lot of time and effort into our lawn. My dad would have my sister and I outside picking up sticks so that he could mow the lawn. And we had a sprinkler system that would go off pretty much daily. It was a lot. And he spent so much time keeping up our yard that he just took so much pride in it. He took pride in having this beautiful green grass that looked good from the street and it was soft under our feet. My sister and I would play outside in the lawn all the time and we loved it. I appreciate that so much as an adult looking back because he really took the time to make sure that the lawn looked and felt good. And that was him investing into how his own life looked and felt because he had happy kids playing in the grass. He had a beautiful home to be proud of. So he was pouring water into his own lawn. And now to kind of bring this back to the life talk, not just talking about real grass, but our uh, metaphorical grass here, that's the kind of attention and care that you need to be taking with your own life. Stop checking around to see who has the greenest grass and start focusing on your own. Happiness is an inside job. No external sources, people, places, things, or even money will bring you true happiness if you're not willing to work on it and cultivate it for yourself. So I want you to take a good hard look at your life and your priorities. If you are not living the life that you desire, it's time to make some changes. 
start with gratitude for what you already have. Really, really practice gratitude. Like consciously think about these things that you appreciate in your life and practice expressing gratitude for them. Practice writing it down. Write down the people in your life, the opportunities, the food that nourishes you, the roof over your head, all of these things that you appreciate. Write it down. Then shift your focus. Keep your attention laser focused on your own life and how it feels to be living in your body. Water your own damn grass for a change and then trust that the grass will always be greener where you water it. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Awaken with Erica Jade. I hope this conversation provided you with valuable insights and tools to help guide you on your journey towards awakening. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and please take a moment to leave a review. The more reviews that we have, the more the podcast is shown to new listeners. So I greatly appreciate you helping me reach as many people as possible. Also, if you know someone who could benefit from this conversation, spread the love and share it with them. Remember, you have the power within you to create the life that you desire. So keep going and keep growing on your path to awakening. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.